0: All right, hello and welcome to another edition of The Adventure Post. I'm Jason Post.
1: And I'm Lacey Post.
0: And we are so glad to be back with you again this week. Uh, we actually didn't have a show last week because it was winter break. So we actually took the opportunity to go on a family adventure, actually, while the kids were out of school, right? So we mm-hmm. took the week and we spent a few days up in, uh, up in the mountains. And we actually were able to actually go on the trip that we had planned and do some, some skiing up at... Uh, the Sugar Mountain Ski Resort in North Carolina. So we're going to talk a little bit about that on today's show. We're going to talk about some fun travel news coming up later and some exciting things that uh, have come out from some of our favorite destinations. So, Lacey, why don't you just kind of start us off and tell us how we, uh, you know, for start off the Our Adventure part and tell us how we ended up in Sugar Mountain.
1: Okay. So if you listen to our very first episode this year, we did some kind of some travel, um, I guess, uh, resolutions. Yeah. And we were talking about how last year we had so many canceled trips and it was our <laughs> 20th wedding anniversary and I really kind of had some big plans and none of them worked out. So this year I, I tried to think more local places that we could drive um, and maybe things that were more outside, things that you didn't have to hopefully worry as much with all the restrictions that are out there right now. So one, one of my resolutions was to take the kids skiing because we had always wanted to do that. They've never been And so we actually, I've actually already um, accomplished one of my New Year's resolutions. Good job! So, and it's only (laughs) February, so that's pretty good, I think. Um, So we were looking at where to take them skiing. I wanted to do something drivable this time. Um, I looked at places in Virginia and places in North Carolina. I really didn't even know until we started planning this trip that North Carolina even had ski resorts. I've been to one in Virginia. And then we went, of course, we did the episode back in December um, when we went, um, talking about when we went to Breckenridge, and that was the last time we had been skiing, which was like 15 years ago. Um, But I didn't know anything about North Carolina skiing, but we had some friends from church that had gone, so they told me about one resort, and I ended up just doing a ton of research, and we ended up at Sugar Mountain. Sugar Mountain seems to be the biggest ski resort in North Carolina, um, and that was one of the reasons... Also, we were just trying to find some accommodations. You know, in Breckenridge, we were kind of spoiled with the ski-in, ski-out <laughs> yeah. options. So I was trying so nice. to kind of get that for the kids. And when we get later on the show, we'll tell you about that. Because yeah. it was kind. Of, it, it was ski-in, ski-out, but not necessarily for us. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we can talk about that later. But I love where we stayed. It actually ended up um, working out great. Um, but that's how we ended up at Sugar Mountain. Yeah. But this was probably, I think I was telling you, I think this was the hardest trip maybe I planned in a long time because i just didn't know i really didn't know anything about these places and i was trying to you know find just the right accommodation and Mm -hmm. right experience and not be too too far and so i don't know it was very difficult this is a very
0: piecemealed kind of a trip to plan Uh, even more so we talked about the beaches uh, a couple of weeks ago and and that's kind of the same way where you book your room and then you go and you figure out what you know entertainment type options you want to do this is, it's like that, where everything is kind of piecemealed, where you, you figure out which kind of mountain, which resort area you want to go to, and then you got to find which, you know, uh, what your accommodation is, because that's not, you know, part of that. And then you got to figure out where ski rentals and equipment rentals and things like that are, and where lift tickets mm-hmm. are, and what mm-hmm. those run and different things. so it, And all of this is separate. It's not like one resort where you go and you buy all this together so
1: and see when we went to Breckenridge I think (laughs) I just went through Expedia and kind of got a ski package and we ended up at Beaver Run and everything was kind of there yeah so I don't that one was easier this one was was harder but
0: we were trying to figure it all out even there too though yeah 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 so you can find those but yeah I mean (laughs) that's when we wanted to go experience so we could see you know what it was like at this type of location so we could help you know help other people Mm -hmm. um and I I think I think we feel pretty comfortable after our trip about how about that so that's a lot of fun Uh, So let's do an overview of Sugar Mountain. So we ended up at the Sugar Mountain Resort, right? Um, So this is in kind of the Boone area of North Carolina. You hear Boone a lot, but it's in that general area. It's really Banner Elk is the the closest town.
1: Yeah, the address is actually Banner Elk. Yeah,
0: the the closest really town area is the Banner Elk area. Um, And within that area, you know, there's Sugar Mountain is where we ended up, but it's really not far from Beach Mountain. And Mm -hmm. Grandfather Mountain was another one, right? Mm -hmm. Popular for hiking and skiing. Appalachian Ski Resort. Appalachian's not really far from there. They're all kind of in that same kind of Banner Elk area. Uh, For us, it works out pretty well. It's about five hours' drive from us here in the Metro Atlanta area just as a point of reference. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too bad. It was a nice trip, And
1: also, it's located in Avery <coughs> County. That's right. Which our son Avery thought was, was neat.
0: His name was everywhere. It was. Um, but it was nice because, you know, they've got the skiing options. You know, they had the ski rentals right there as part of the, of it. They, they had a good ski school, <laughs> which we needed. Um, so they mm-hmm. had some options to take ski lessons, private ski lessons, group ski lessons, anything like that. Um, and, you know, they had different kind of options of tubing and ice skating and uh, they had a little cafe and different things like that. So it was kind of a, it was closest as we could find to that full kind of Colorado style resort, you know, ski vacation, right? Ski yeah. in, ski out. The closest we could find one what we were looking that for. You know, that was That was drivable. Yeah. Sure, because that was our goal From was us. to find something in the driving distance for us. Uh, and this was the closest thing we could find. This was kind of the largest, like you said, in North Carolina that had a number of slopes and different things that offered those those type of, that kind of experience. So, uh, let's what let's start off. So that's kind of an overview of the resort. You know, it's it's a ski resort. They've got lots of different slopes and, and different options and things to do. So let's start off. What do you want to talk about? Like you want to talk about the lift tickets Kay. and how that yeah, works? Yes,
1: so I'm just going to tell you about the um, just kind of process when you get there to <coughs> the ski. logistics. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, at Sugar Mountain, you cannot do uh, online reservations or pay for your tickets yeah. ahead of time. You have to pay the day of. And if you go on TripAdvisor, well, really, all of these places seem yeah. like they're just getting jam-packed on the weekends to the point there there was a lot of angry people on TripAdvisor, <laughs> at all of them. Um, but particularly at Sugar Mountain, a lot of people were just yeah. very upset that you couldn't, you know.
0: They really didn't like you it couldn't. That. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't really understand it. It seems like it would be so much easier. And it would save them from all these horrible reviews. Um, but especially, like, we were there multiple days, so we wanted two days of tickets. And there were other places that were doing online um, ticket sales. And you could even, you had that option to get multi-day. So, But but we couldn't do that at Sugar Mountain. Sugar Mountain, they opened up like an hour before each ski period. And that's when the tickets went on sale. So like if you wanted to to get tickets and rent equipment, you could go the night before. You could go the night before, but from 8 to 9 at night. Or you could show up at 8 o'clock when um, first thing in the morning when they open. Um, And then the skiing begins at 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's 9 o'clock Eastern time. So, But um, the first day we were there, we made sure we got there early. Again, after reading all the TripAdvisor reviews, I knew that we better get there early because a lot of the complaints had been people driving. Because I guess a lot of people do day trips to actual ski. So people were driving this long distance and then getting there to be told that they had sold out of lip tickets by like 9.30 a.m. Um, so there were some yeah. very, and very upset people with that. So we just made sure we got there early. I think that first day we got there, what, 815, maybe eight.
0: Yeah. We got there nice Something. and early like that first day. And we also, do
1: yeah. And also we did not do the weekend. We did during the week to try <coughs> to avoid a lot of that. And with us, yeah. with our kids learning, we didn't want to be there with just a ton, ton of people. So we were hoping that during the week was better. We'd actually been told by someone who, worked at the hotel where we stated it was much better too if you came in the week and you get better rates so we went on i guess our first ski day was a wednesday and it actually was pretty crowded that day too but i think it's because president's day weekend was winding up and it was a beautiful day i mean it was just gorgeous so i remember telling you though if it's like this during the week i would not want to be here on the weekend um because it i think they probably did sell out that day yeah um but anyway so You go up and you buy your tickets, and just to to give you a rundown here, so if Mm -hmm. you're an adult, and adults here are 12 and over, a lot of the resorts I found, 12-year-olds were still considered the kid price, which we were hoping for because we had a 12-year-old, but they start theirs at 12 here, unfortunately. Right, 12 and up. 12 and up. So um, if you want to do a full day of skiing, which is 9 to 4.30, it's $46 Monday through Friday, and then it's $77 on the weekend or a holiday. Um, If you are a junior, if you are ages 5 to 11, it's $37 for a full day, Monday through Friday, or $54 on the weekends or a holiday. Now, they also have a half-day option, so half-day is going to be 12 to 4.30. For that option, if you're an adult, it's going to be $36 Monday through Friday, and 61 dollars on the weekends and holidays. <coughs> if you are five to 11 is 25 dollars Monday through Friday, and 42 dollars on the weekends or a holiday. And then also, lastly, they do have a Twilight option, which I think was six to 10 when we were there. It may have been a little longer on the weekends. It may have been six to 11 on the weekends. Yeah. But um, for adults, that's 46 dollars Monday through Friday, 77 dollars weekends and holidays. And then for five to 11, 37. Monday through Friday, and 54 on the weekends and holidays.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, and it says night here, 6 to 10. I was thinking on the weekends they went a little longer, but I guess it is 6 to 10.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So you have those three different options. We chose to just do the full day, so we did 9 to 430. Right. That's what we did. Now, if you're renting (coughs) equipment, you can actually – so let me back up a second. So (laughs) when you get there, they have like a desk that you can walk up to – a window, and you can purchase your lift tickets before you even okay. step in to the resort. Right. If you need to get ski rentals, you can actually bypass that window, and you go over to the ski um The equipment ski rental, rental area.
0: Right?
1: Yes. right. And let me find that. I thought I had that pulled up, too. Huh. And I the- guess I didn't have that pulled up. Sorry about that. Well, that's when you would rent your equipment. <laughs> right. Skis, uh-huh. Poles
0: boots yes they helmet. have everything
1: <laughs> um and also just to just to let you know so we we knew we were getting the full package yes but what i didn't know actually is that um that does not include the helmet right um so i think we ended up spending an extra about a hundred dollars for four helmets four for two days yeah. yeah for two days um but Total. you know yeah the, the helmets are strongly um, they're strongly encouraged you don't have to it's not mandatory but you know with us learning and different things um, we'll and say then, by
0: the end of the chirp we're glad at least one of us had it on
1: <laughs> yes so I think I think it's a very smart thing to do it was okay so now I have this pulled in pulled up so if you're going to do a ski rental if you're going to do a full day Monday through Friday that's 26 dollars for adults uh, Monday through Friday and then on the weekends it's 36. Um yeah. for juniors 5 to 11 it's $18 Monday through Friday and $26 Saturday Sunday and holidays.
0: Okay. And
1: then if you're doing a half day or night it's 21 for adults Monday through Friday, 30 Saturday, Sunday and holidays, and then for juniors $15 <laughs> half day, $22 Saturday, Sunday and holidays. Mm. But one good thing about this is it's not like the lift tickets, we didn't have to go back the next day and purchase yeah. um you know, oh, turn gosh. everything in <laughs> and then get it you all back. It we could actually pay for the ski equipment the number of days that we were right. go- going to use it and then return but they do make it very clear once you rent it it is yours for that time frame you can't turn yeah. in early and say i changed my mind Sorry. so if you rent for 2 days you're going to get the 2 days they
0: made it clear on all of the things the ski rentals the lift tickets everything was non-refundable once you do it you know it's that's that's it right Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's and that's probably part of that. You know, we're not going to sell it till the day of because if you get people pre booking, you also you can get cancellations and stuff. I don't know. Maybe that's part of their rationale. But once you buy it that day, even your lift ticket tickets, you go out there and you're like, nope, this is not for me. Well, you already paid for it. Yeah, you, you paid know.
1: for it. Um, and then if you if you're a snowboarder, I'm actually I just gave you all these <laughs> prices for ski rental, but the snowboard rental is actually a little bit a little more. Bit more. Uh, Just a little bit, yeah. So I won't, I won't read you all those numbers. Yes, <laughs> I feel like I've already read you a yeah, bunch. But a and so it's, it is more to snowboard. Plus, I think they, that's where they really recommended the equipment insurance as well.
0: Yeah, the snowboards are expensive to replace, mm-hmm. and they're easier to break. It seems like maybe too.
1: Hmm. So that was another optional thing, whether or not you wanted to um, purchase the ski equipment um, insurance. And I asked the lady there, and she was very nice, very helpful. She said, you know, it, she said the only reason I would get it. Is if you're in a very aggressive skier? Nope. Or what? Some <laughs> other scenario? She's. Or if you're snowboarding?
0: Yeah, if you're and snowboarding. we
1: weren't doing. Nope. We weren't doing those two things. So, nope. And nope. Because she said the pole. Usually the worst thing they had was a pole break, and yeah. she said those are not, not too bad. bad. So we ended sure. up bypassing the insurance, and we were fine. That's thank fair. goodness. But we did. We did opt for the helmets. Yeah. Um. But and then once you get all your equipment and you get your lift tickets, then if you're newbies. Then you definitely want to do the ski school, right? So <laughs> yes. then we walked straight over, and even though we had been, I'd been a couple times in the past, it had been so long. Like I needed meters. a, ref- I needed, I needed a refresher, and the kids had never been. Yeah. Even though Avery was ready to jump right in, he didn't really care about the lessons. But they were twenty nine dollars um, for um, eight and older, twenty nine dollars a person. You got about an hour and a half, um, yeah. and unfortunately, like I said, that Wednesday was pretty crowded. If we would have done our lesson on Thursday, the, the um, there was a guy named Cooper that was our instructor. I noticed on Thursday, his class at like the same time we went, would have been there on yeah. Wednesday was like three people, <laughs> where yeah. I think we had what, 15, on 20? The day
0: that we went, the first one was sold out. We had to wait for the next one.
1: We did, right. yeah. And then they took, there was so many in the <clears throat> second group, they split us in yeah. half. And so we had two different we got Cooper, and then the, and the other half of our yeah. group got a different. We structure. even thought, well,
0: maybe we'll just do the private lessons because they're not a whole lot more expensive. And they said, nope, I don't have any of those today.
1: Yeah, they were out <laughs> of those. So, like I said, that Wednesday oh. was still fairly crowded. I mean, it wasn't uncomfortably crowded, but it, it was—if there had been yeah. any more, it would have been. Um, yeah. And I, I can see where the weekends could be horrible because oh, we yeah. still had to wait in lines. When you get when you get to the part about skiing, we'll talk about the lines and stuff, but they were much more on that wednesday than the thursday um, yeah. but anyway so that's kind of just when you get there that's kind of how the process works for skiing and one thing i noticed about sugar mountain just again from everybody's responses and then our own just observance being there is they have a lot of rules and they are very <laughs> rigid in their rules it it doesn't matter they're not and like you cannot lose your lift ticket if you lose your lift ticket And then you just have to buy another one or you're done for the day.
0: I think that was stressing us out at first. But then if you put them on correctly, they give you the the ticket, which is really a large sticker. And they give you the little um, metal clip to put it on with. So basically you clip that clip to like a zipper or something on your jacket. And then you wrap the sticker in the exact way that they've explained it to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, That thing is not coming off. Um, I had to cut them off. And it still wasn't easy to get off of my jacket when we got home. Mm-hmm. So if people are losing their lift tickets, they haven't put it on as the instructions implied. But you I did, said
1: you saw people just that said, stuck yeah, it like a sticker, they, right? They just took the
0: sticker and stuck it on their jacket just straight on. And yeah, uh, you're going to fall a lot and that might come off. So that's wh- that's when where people are probably losing these stickers is they're not actually applying it properly. There's instructions on the little thing on how to put it on. Just follow the instructions. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So...
1: <clears throat> so, but I mean, I the employees that we dealt with at Sugar Mountain, most of them were all very friendly. Oh yeah, friendly. they were all helpful. There right? were a few yeah. that were just kind of all business, but the, most of them were just very friendly. And yeah. I mean, the lady that when we got so our nice. skis, you know, I said, "Well, you got any pointers for first-time skiers?" And she gave Avery a lot yeah. of advice. Yeah. Um, which her main point of advice was, "Don't lean back." You know, if you yeah. lean back, you're going to lose control. Um, so I thought about that the whole time I was skiing, don't lean back, don't <laughs> lean back. But um, but I, th- I found the staff very nice. Yeah, there were great. a couple that were, you know, they were definitely there to do their job and not chit-chat much. But yeah. for the most point, they were all nice. But like I said, they just have a lot of rules here, and I don't a think they're going to budge. But, yeah,
0: but they they, they got to so. keep people safe, you know. They got And they got to make sure that everybody's following rules and stuff. And mm. They're not out of the ordinary type things. They're not asking too much type rules. I mean.
1: No, so, I mean I think mainly if they would just do some online ticket sales, they would yeah. they would save there's themselves a, and others a lot of heartache. That seems be a be reason the that the they chose to be the major problem. But there so are other resorts do so. doing yeah, it though. That's so weird. It, yeah, that it makes sense. Yeah,
0: not so. quite. Um, but even with that, they had plenty of people there, so I guess they've not oh, got they a whole the big reason to change. Um, yeah. but, but they were there because it is a I mean it's 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 a great big mountain with a lot of slopes. So,
1: I mean, for North Carolina, (laughs) for North,
0: for North, yeah, for North Carolina, it's the the place to be. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, They had a total; they got a total of twenty-one different kind of slopes in that area, right? Mm -hmm. With a range of levels, they've got all the way from the green up to the black diamond and and everything in between. So, um, talk for just a minute about your favorite. Uh, of those slopes while I <laughs> take a drink of my coffee so I don't <laughs> choke. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, I kind of stuck mainly to the green beginner slopes. Um, I did do one intermediate, but not very successfully. <laughs> um, if we were there a little longer, I think I would have got back on some intermediates. Um, but the boys, they just took off. They were. Re- I think Avery would have done a black diamond if we would have let them.
0: Oh, he definitely would have. <laughs> um,
1: but, I mean, I, th- I thought the slopes were, and a lot of them interconnected. <clears throat> which I enjoyed. Yeah, um, that's what was nice. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, like you said, it was twenty one slopes, which was the most it looked like of a North Carolina destination. Now I was looking back at Breckenridge the other day, and I think they have like 168 or something. But that's a that's, little bit
0: bigger of a mountain.
1: <laughs> that's well, I think it may be like five mountains in Breckenridge that they've got all these got slope, slopes going through. Yeah, so this is right. one one mountain. Yeah, but you know, 21 that gives you some, yeah. plenty of variety.
0: Yeah, so they had the green slopes that were the nice and easy ones. So we came down Easy Street a lot in the beginning. That's the one we started on. I mean, they've got a really small one. It's the magic carpet where you kind of learn, um, which is a nice gradual little slope where you kind of get warmed up. And then there's uh, basically a moving sidewalk mat that'll take you back up the hill and you slide back down. Good place to start. And then you progress up to Easy Street, which is kind of a green, but it's a nice green with some variations on it. So you take the ski lift up. You've got the basic Easy Street level. Uh, once you get a little more comfortable with that, there's some variations that are just off of that one slope mm-hmm. where you can do the Easy Street or you can take the little knell that goes off into the woods a little way and then connects back into Easy Street.
1: Little Nell was my favorite. Yeah,
0: I liked the little knell the woods. But I like Tiny Tim too. Yeah, so there was an area where you could cut over to you could cut up to one of the the lower mile, which was a different slope, and then farther down you could cut back over to Easy Street on the tiny Tim. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was a lot of these little slopes where you could cut back and forth and you could do it to where you would end up at the uh, lift to go back up where you wanted to go, which was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of nice. Cause um, you know, they had multiple lifts. They got about five or six lifts as well mm-hmm. going to different areas of the mountain. Um, so we started over on that green side and eventually we made it over and worked our, and, and went up to one of the blue areas uh, which is a little more difficult. And uh, the kids loved those. Uh, Lacey and I did, did those a little bit. Uh, and we're like, yeah, those are okay. Uh, we're going to go hang out on the, <laughs> the green a little bit more. Well, and the kids just wanted to keep doing the, the more difficult ones. They just That's went over fine. and over they and over went again. over and over. Yeah. Um, they eventually made it up to the the very top uh, blue level one, which was right up to our resort, the Omas Meadow, which was a really cool slope because it's, super high it's a really wide slope uh so for the skiers out there it had plenty of room to do a lot of crisscrossing back and forth um and it was it was really wide open it was a nice long one and the good part about those is the green slopes that we stayed on when you talked about the crowds a lot of people gravitate toward those first and that's where a lot of the crowds were um the lower level of the green slope of the blue slopes had a lot of crowds down there as well so when you took the the other lift that went up to the blue slope, she went to the midpoint and from that midpoint down, there was big birch was a big slope. And then the lower flying mile was a a blue slope there that um, was kind of on the lower end. And it was pretty crowded as well on a crowded day. If you took the second lift from that midpoint all the way up to the top of Oma's meadow, the Oma's meadow run was pretty empty because not as many people went up there. So that Mm -hmm. was kind of nice about going up that high. Um, so they do have a lot of these slopes and a lot of them are spread out. So if one slope is crowded, you have options to go to another one. That's maybe less populated, which was really nice. And just having those options available, uh, you know, made it really nice. So, I mean, and, and we spent the two days there and we did the easy street and we did the little Nell, and the tiny Tim and the lower flying mile and the big birch and, you know, all these little, you know, the zoom yang, the sugar bear, almost meadow, Uh, there's a whole upper right-hand side of the slopes that we never made it over to. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of the black diamond ones up top that we weren't going anywhere near. Mm. (laughs) No. Um, There's a couple that are kind of blue-black diamond mixtures that are a little more difficult but not quite black diamond. We didn't even go toward those. But there were some other blue levels even that we didn't make it up to. You could go all the way up to the top of the mountain and take some blue ones down that we we didn't get to. There was just so many to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and... It, a full day of skiing is exhausting. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: With a little so. bit more expertise, particularly with the boys. <laughs> sure. <yeah. laughs> I think if, another day, they probably would have been all over those, too. But oh, yeah, um, for sure. But we just did two days. Yeah,
0: yeah. But so. they
1: progressed a lot just in those two days.
0: But, but, I mean, as far as skiing, it was a really nice experience. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, they've they've got the machines there to generate the snow, you know, uh, when needed. And it's got to be cold enough. And it was. I mean, it was it was freezing. It was right around the the low to mid 30s when we were there, and it was cold enough for them to generate snow when needed. It also snowed a little bit when we were there, so mm-hmm. it was a nice experience. Yeah, it was mixture. nice skiing. It was a good mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was. It's not the the super powdery stuff from out west, uh, but it wasn't all like compact ice either. Uh, it was a nice. It was a nice mixture. The the snow mm-hmm. itself was pretty good and pretty easy to learn on. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to ski on. Uh, you know, we were doing the the basic snow plow most of the time. The kids, you know, Avery was. You know, parallel skiing left and right a little bit. I mean, he <laughs> he was just kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Avery and Eli was flying down the slope, so it was kind of crazy. So yeah. Um,
1: and as far as lifts, they have two lifts that are kind of top of the line. They're really nice. That I think are fairly new from ones. things that yeah, I had read. Thing. And they were just very easygoing. <clears throat> kind of pushed nice you smooth. gently off, and I mean, they they were super nice. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you, I didn't. The first time we went went up, I guess this was dumb, but I didn't realize that you. <laughs> Well, I remember. I, I think I was riding with the kids by myself that time, and you ended up behind you us. Were. And yeah. I didn't realize that you were supposed to lift the bar down yourself.
0: you got to pull it down.
1: And I'm, I, Avery was like, they don't have a bar? And I was like, well, they really should. Hang on. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm the one behind riding up going, I wonder why they hadn't put their lift down. What's going up?
1: So, What's going so on we, there? Yeah, we didn't know that. But uh, Put that bar down. As soon as you told us, we always had the bar down. You
0: should, because <laughs> yeah. we were on another lift riding up. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going up to the middle lift. <coughs> and on we're going up to the one of the intermediate uh, levels which is a smaller you know older older bench it's going a little faster we're about you know we didn't get far out of the gate and it stops um and oh gosh what's going on and we're not real far you know i look down and say well it's not too bad we're only about 10 12 feet off the ground and then we start hearing screaming we turn around and look back, and behind Avery and Lacey's lift, um, the, the people behind them, there's two ladies, and they're, you know, hanging on to a, a young girl by the arm who was just dangling off of the lift, and mm. she, she couldn't be but, what, That's seven scary. or eight, something like yeah, that? Yeah, she was young. And, and, you know, some guys from the, the hill next to them had thrown off their skis and ran over, and like I said, they're about 10, 12 feet off the ground, so it was high enough, it was low enough to where they could reach up and grab her ankles, and lower to the ground but <clears throat> if we had gotten much farther along it quickly went from 10 feet off the ground to 20 30 feet off the ground that would have been bad but yeah. they didn't have their bar down
1: no and i'm not sure what happened there i don't know and i made so just to tell you so <laughs> give me <you> another <coughs> piece of advice here so i made sure actually it was eli i was riding within but we kept the bar <laughs> down almost a little bit we, we should too have raised long. it higher yeah we kept it on too long Obviously, because we had just seen the girl dangling off, so we were kind of holding on to it. And then I went to lift it up at the end, and my ski pole got caught in the top. Yep. Which then I learned you should hold your ski po- <coughs> ski poles with the left hand and lift with the right, not try to do it like I did. But anyway, yep. so I got it dislodged, and then once I did, Eli and I would kind of missed that golden spot that you're supposed to to gl- you know get off. It you is more of a slope area. there. Yeah, it is more more of a slope than the easy easy lane lift. yep. But, um, yeah, we pretty much had to jump off of it and I landed right on my tail and it is pretty black and blue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That did not feel good. Um, and Eli ended up jumping off actually on the wooden, um.
0: It started to wrap around already. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going.
1: Yeah. Um, Which luckily he did or he'd have been in trouble. So we kind of had a little bit of catastrophe on that lift, but.
0: On the lift, it says that, yeah, take your poles off of your hands and hold them so your hands are free to lift that up and down um yeah but yeah if you don't jump off quick enough you're when you you, you have an opportunity to get off while it's flat and then just kind of slide down the hill if you're not quick enough then when you get off you're dropping onto the slope and you're gone Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know just a slope down to the prep area not like down the hill but
1: (laughs) so i learned that to hold my ski poles with the left hand (laughs) lift with the right and also make sure i you know you don't you don't want to lift it up too soon but you don't want (laughs) to lift it up too late either you want to get that Uh, bar up
0: it was a so. fun experience and you won't soon forget it. No,
1: no. So. <laughs> Had to sit on a pillow the whole next day. Um, Anytime I sat down. That that was yeah. that's my only real injury. Eli yeah. took me out one time too and that hurt. You but help, yeah, you I'm stop, okay though. from that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think no no major broken bones. I think every muscle in my body hurt after the second day. But, you know, that's just general. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was the skiing. It was, like I said, it was a really nice skiing experience, I think, Um, overall. It's a really, Mm -hmm. really good option for whatever skill level you are. Mm -hmm. But they have some other options other than skiing too, right?
1: Yes. So if you're not a skier or you don't even want to try skiing, um, they also have (laughs) tubing. Um, And during the week for ages five and up, it's $30 per session on the weekdays and $36 on the weekends and the holiday. And then three and four-year-olds are free with a ticketed adult. All right. but same same the morning here i can't tell you how many reviews i read of people that were so upset because they drove two and three hours and then got there and all the tubing sessions were sold out and then i think i was telling you too they will only sell like so many tickets at certain times of the day so like if they sell yeah. out in the morning then people are waiting in line two hours or longer for the afternoon tickets to become available And then they would sell out of those and not everybody in line would get them. So they've definitely got some problems there. But I would suggest going during the week or getting there really early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely a good idea all around, especially Mm -hmm. right now. Because I think we determined when we were shopping and and pricing things out and trying to look at all the different reviews. I think people are just doing this a lot more right now.
1: Well, when we were, you know, when I was standing in line for ski school, there was a guy behind me that apparently is a big skier, snowboarder, yeah. and his son was there learning, young son was learning snowboarding for the first time, and he was talking and saying that Colorado was the same way, that, you know, when he goes out there, they're just overrun, and he thought it was kind of COVID, and just yeah. people trying to hey, find lady. something to do as a family that's outdoors and safe, yeah. and...
0: We can get outside. So, yeah. Be safe and do stuff. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a good idea. But, yeah. Everybody else had the same idea.
1: So another option is ice skating, um, and the ice skating I haven't I haven't read any bad reviews about it. No, <laughs> so I don't think they're running out of, of ice skating spots. Um, but if their sessions are an hour and a half long, if you go during the week, it's nineteen dollars for ages five and up, and it's let's see, that's one and a half hour session. Okay, and then if you for the one and a half hour session on the weekends and holidays, it's twenty six dollars. So and then three and four year olds again are free with a ticketed adult.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So see if you go during the week, you save some money too. Hopefully you avoid some crowds and you save a whole lot of money.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, well let's let's talk a little bit about the lodge itself. Um, So the lodge itself is right at the bottom of all all the slopes, and this is where you do your 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 ski lift tickets and your equipment rentals. Um, They've got they've they had a cafe in there. Um, and a lot of people were eating there. We had to fight to find a table. Um, the food itself was pretty basic. It was, you know, concession Mm -hmm. stand. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just a basic burger and fries. It was basic. I I call it concession stand kind of food. It was basic concession stand kind of food.
1: Nachos, pizza. But
0: it was concession stand food at theme park prices. If that makes sense. Yeah. It was quite expensive for concession stand food. Um, so it wasn't great as far as a dining option mm-hmm. um but as far as the lodge itself that's pretty much what's there the ski school and the equipment mm-hmm. rental and, and they had a they had a store uh, shop with, with ski equipment and anything you might need as well there's lockers on site in the lodge if you need a locker for different things so that's there at the lodge um but banner elk like we said is that nearby town uh, from here it was i don't know about a 10 minute drive into banner elk Um, that's more, our recommendation if you're looking for good dining is to actually drive into the cute little town of Banner Elk Mm -hmm. and they had lots of, of cute little dining options there. We actually ate at the uh, Banner Elk cafe, which was really good. Mm -hmm. It was great. We all enjoyed our food.
1: They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: And they've got a huge array of things for all of those. So everything from like basic sandwiches and burgers and nachos all the way up to like nice looking steaks and salmon and things like seafood, that so yes. seafood so it was one of those things where it's something for everybody and whatever experience you're trying to have but uh that was and just the one desserts. of desserts <clears throat> oh yeah they had a they whole dessert uh, case yeah. with those big stacks of cakes and pies and, and specialty coffees oh, i had a specialty coffee that mm-hmm. was awesome mm-hmm. uh, i wanted i wanted the butterfinger slinger but they were out of butterfinger so i had to have the toffee cappuccino and it was mm-hmm. awesome
1: now really what was good. sad was we ate this really good lunch at Banner Elk <coughs> Cafe and it was so actually good. cheaper than the basic burger and four basic burgers and fries and drinks that we had over at the lodge. It still hurts. Yeah. So I think it was like $70 that day we ate at that cafeteria at the Don't lodge, it like it was if I, my recommendation would be to mm. like you said to go to Banner Elk for yeah, your true if dining. You, if you can. And then if you're, eat, if you're there, I would just get snacks. Pick like if you snacks. want a soft yeah. pretzel. I mean, I would go in maybe and get a soft pretzel. Yeah, no, or but, I got a uh, cappuccino one day. But it was even yeah. like $6. It was more than Starbucks. Um, but I saw a lot of people picnicking. Yeah. They would just bring their food in.
0: If you're doing a, day, a full day of skiing, you know, pack, you know, throw some sandwiches in a bag or some roll-ups or something like that in a bag and take you a break around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Sit down, relax, have a nice snack type meal. Finish out your day, and then uh, you know, go when you're finished skiing. Go change, drive into Banner Elk, and have a super awesome meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's got to be my recommendation.
1: <laughs> and there's a food line like right outside Sugar Mountain. Oh yeah, um, it's right at the bottom of the, the mountain. resort. Yeah. So for that second day, we're like, we're not paying seventy bucks for. No. Just basic burgers and fries again. again. So we went to Food Line, and we actually just got – the kids got some Lunchables, (coughs) and we got some wraps and hummus and yogurt, and we just threw that in the cooler and put that in the trunk for the second day.
0: Or if you had the right – if you were staying at the right place, I mean, that was the other thing that was awesome about this place is they had had slope-side options. They had uh, ski-in, ski-out options. So um, depending on your ski level, we technically had the ability to – Take the lift back up to uh, where we were staying, and go into our room and have lunch, mm-hmm. and then ski right back out. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't quite to that level with our skiing yet because ours mm-hmm. happened to be at the top of an intermediate mm-hmm. slope. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, shall we, about the, um, the where we stayed and how that relates okay. to that.
1: So that was the other thing that was difficult <coughs> about planning this trip for me was because I, you know it was a whole new area, I'd never been there, <coughs> and I was trying to find kind of a ski in ski out location. So the first one that really struck me was uh, Sugar Ski and Country Club. And they did ha- they're did. they supposed to be the only true ski-in, ski-out location there. But I did talk to someone at the hotel, and she- I told her that the boys were just learning and we hadn't been in a really long time. So she suggested a condo on this B Branch area. Yeah. So I looked at those, and those I guess um, they may not be called ski in ski out, but they're right there. You can like slope walk side. to it. Um, it's slope side. Yeah. It's slope side. Um, but there was nothing available when we were going. They were completely sold out. But they looked really nice. And I think for us, they probably would have worked better as far as a skiing option for us. We probably wouldn't have had to have driven down the mountain each day. <laughs> like we could have just parked and yeah. walked in.
0: We planned this kind of last minute for mm-hmm. us. So, yeah, a lot of those options just weren't available anymore. Yeah. Plan in advance, and you can get whatever you want. Cause you, <laughs> so there were options based on your level of skiing that would yeah. be perfect.
1: But, um, um, and I also looked at a bunch of cabins, too. But some of the cabins um, set on there. You had to have a four-wheel drive um, <laughs> during the winter to be able know. to to be a guest there. And we do not have a four-wheel we drive. We not. We bought us some snow chains, and we did put them on the second day. Because they were supposed to be getting a lot of snow that yeah. day.
0: And that was easy um, enough. Yeah. yeah. So
1: we did do that. But um, yeah. but I loved where we stayed. The people that were intermediate and advanced skiers, I mean, I talked to a lady actually at the lodge that was staying right where we were, and she loved it. You know, she just said they were skiing down, skiing back up for, or taking a lift back up for lunch and skiing back down, and they were having a blast. Yeah. So if we would have been at, at that level, that'd have been nice. But even though we weren't quite there yet, the boys yeah. were by the end. They but were we by weren't. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I still loved where we stayed because we could wake up every morning. We were right at the top of the mountain. I could watch the sunrise.
0: Beautiful. And then
1: anytime we were there, especially at night, because we just did we did the full day skiing, but we didn't do the night skiing. So we would just cook dinner in the condo and look out and just watch the skiers coming up and skiing out, and that was a lot of fun just watching them. So I I really liked it, even though we you know we didn't.
0: I think ultimately it it would be yeah, it would be hard to beat the location we were in. Yeah, In the long run, no matter what level of ski you are, if you're a very experienced skier, then definitely edit, you're not going to be where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but just where we were location wise, I think location, this was the best option because uh, you are right there at the top of Oma's Meadow, which is a beautiful view right at the top of the mountain. You can see everything. The sunrise was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, having coffee, you know, standing with your coffee on the balcony, mm-hmm. watching the sun come up over the slope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean. It was really, that nice. alone was yeah. worth it. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it was, it was really, it was a nice, it was a nice condo. It was, yeah, it so, really was. So
1: we stayed in condo number 436. There's lots of options and they're ind- individually owned, <coughs> so there's a lot of difference between them. So, there again, I would read the reviews on TripAdvisor and on the resort, um, webpage because you'll get, get a lot of information will help you choose where you want to go. So we ended we got a really nice one. We got yeah. a two bedroom oh, yeah. one. So the kids, you know, they're old enough now where they really don't like they like having a little bit more space and not sharing a bed if they don't have to. So they had a room with two twin beds and then we had a room with a king bed yeah. and we had two bathrooms. Yeah. Um we so and we had a living living area which you know, you can fold the sofa out. But yeah. since they had those two twin beds, it was nice that we could leave the living room yeah. intact and so we had somewhere to sit at night gonna, yeah, and relax nice. and watch TV. Um, we had a table that set for, we could mm-hmm. play games on that, a full kitchen. So we cooked dinner each night yeah, and I cooked breakfast meals. in the morning.
0: Yeah. And that's really, that's this vacation. I mean, we you, you go, this is this is almost like a, a cabin vacation where you're going and you're kind of enjoying the time in the cabin and you're enjoying, you know, the time together. Uh, you're doing a lot of cooking, maybe you're cooking some meals at night and hanging out and playing some games and things like that. Um, so it's got, it's kind of got that mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. And it was nice and homey and cozy. Yeah.
1: And we paid just over $700 for three nights. But that was during kind of the peak of their <coughs> ski season as yeah, well. Yeah, it was
0: peak season. Um, yeah, but sure. I didn't
1: think that was too bad. Now, they had some other options that were one-bedroom. Or, you know, you could still sleep more if you yeah. if you took the uh, sofa out. They also had some that had an option where in the hallway there was a little bunk bed. Yeah. But it said that it really did not recommend that for people Big over five, five feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is me i might could have slept in one of those but the kids were kids like what couldn't. that seems too short mom because they're taller than me now um but there were some some different yeah. options but I, th- I think we got a, a great option it was a yeah. nice cozy condo yeah.
0: it really was it was well appointed it had everything yeah. you really needed in it the mm-hmm. kitchen was stocked with everything we needed as far as you know pans and mm-hmm. different things to cook There was a fireplace yeah um they had you know <clears throat> the one we were in, the multiple bedroom, we had the little baseboard heaters kind of in every room. They which worked good. heated the place up too much for me mm-hmm. most of the time. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice. Got everything really warm. Um, now, yeah. the main
1: complaint I seen when I was reading all the reviews before we went, and it didn't matter which condo you stayed in, but a lot of people right. complained about the water, that the hot water hot would water. run out really quick. And a lot of times you had to space out your family showers. Yeah. So we kind of knew that going in. So we just, you know, like we would kind of just wait 30 minutes between showers and then we were okay. Yeah. But it would go out on you.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's just managing your expectations and expecting it. If you weren't expecting it, then it's a rude awakening. But, yeah, luckily we knew Mm -hmm. going in that's something to think about. Um, So we planned for it.
1: Yeah. And that, that's kind of the main thing like we knew going into sugar mountain that they had these kind of rules that they weren't going to bend and yeah. that we had to get there earlier there's a chance they might sell out yeah and so i think if you know in advance it's much easier to deal with it you know than if you if you get surprised yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely so i mean i think overall it was just a the resort was really nice uh they, they're they're just finishing up uh renovations or, or newly building kind of a an amenities area, right? hmm And pool and hot tub, things like that. I you think know? they
1: had an old one, but yeah. they're I don't know if it's completely rebuilding or just remodeling. But yeah, it almost
0: looked like a new building. So yeah. I don't know if it was just a renovation or what, but it looked really nice. Yeah, I so. think it
1: may be a new maybe <laughs> they just structure or something had,
0: over it. Yeah. Um, it tore looked, it
1: down and rebuilt. Looked but awesome. I think it will be nice and it should open up any day according to yeah, their website. It looked,
0: looked about done when we were there, yeah. but yeah, great resort. And it was accessible with the car that we had all the roads were really great going up and they treated them early in the mornings even the night that it did kind of snow you know there was a big truck with a plow coming up and they treated the roads and it was really safe we put the chains on just in case but we almost didn't need to because you know it was it was pretty clear Mm -hmm. so that was awesome
1: yeah we got lucky i was really nervous that we were not going to be able to get Um, down that mountain it was a a very nice experience all around i would Mm -hmm, say mm
0: -hmm. yeah just a nice trip um and, and the price wise i mean for for what we did uh you know it's it, it's not a bad experience and not a bad price to do what you're what we did so um you know i went back and looked at some of the prices i know you talked about the three days that we stayed in the place that we stayed was about seven hundred dollars
1: mm-hmm. that was for a two-bedroom condo
0: yeah a two-bedroom condo and that's that's the thing about this is in the
1: height of ski season
0: In the height right in the yeah. middle that yeah. is during
1: the week though yeah
0: but during the week right um, but it, 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 it is all over the map depending on what you're wanting to do. Uh, so I pulled up some more prices, uh, you know, in, in the next month or so just to compare, <coughs> excuse me. And, um, it is kind of all over the map. I mean, you could stay for as low as hundred dollars a night up to 250 $300 a night, uh, depending on whether you need, you know, one bedroom, two bedroom, whether you want to be right on the slope, right off the slope, there was stuff, um, kind of for every price range for every size and for every skill level. And that's what was really cool about this resort location uh, was that there were lodging options kind of four different, this is what we didn't realize going in maybe, um, or there wasn't availability going in was there's, there's lodging four different skill levels. So he talked about the B branch ones, uh, condos, you know, that were that were the slope side right on the easy street slope. So if you, you know, if you could find availability in there, you know, those were in the, the 100 to $150 uh, range when I was just looking uh, per night. And those really come right out their back door onto that easy street slope.
1: You just kind of walk across a little bridge with a creek area. Yeah,
0: they got little walkways. And that then go you can walk to down to the resort. Yeah.
1: There were kids just playing in the snow right there. They were obviously staying there. <coughs> right. And someone had even set up a lawn chair. Yeah,
0: they were just right out the back of their cabin. And Jason area. was
1: so mean. We were going up the ski lift one day there at Easy Lane, and there were kids playing in what the snow right mean? there. I was playing with them. And he knocked off some snow from his ski onto them. They
0: were waving. They were talking. And we said, <laughs> hey, and, you know. And of you know, knocked off his skis, and it snowed on them a little bit. They're kids. They like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's, you know, so that's, that's available there on the other side. There's kind of like the Briarcliff area and there was another set of cabins going up the other slope, uh, which is kind of along the intermediate area slope. So if you're a little bit, a little bit more skilled, we could have stayed in one of those cabins and came right out the side of our cabin onto that little lower area of the lower flying mile and, and that's or big birch or big birch. And yeah. that's, that's kind of a, uh, that those were slope side as well. Um, if you're a little more intermediate, which we weren't quite there, you could stay where we stayed at the top and have or a great kind of ski. if you just kind of want skiing. the
1: view, if you want the view, that's, yeah, it's I mean, beautiful.
0: Where we were was good for any level just because of the view. Uh, but you're, if you, if you're a pretty comfortable skier, you don't have to be an advanced skier to stay. Like I said, the kids, I did it once and the kids did it over and over again, uh, were skiing from where we were staying. Mm-hmm. They did that run over and over again. And it really wasn't that bad. And if we went back, I could probably be fine to ski in and, and ski out of our resort. We just got to build you up just a little bit more and you'd be fine. Yeah. You'd be fine. Um, so it was a great option as well. Uh, so really it's based on availability, just what is available when you're wanting to go and then how many bedrooms and stuff you're wanting, but there's some stuff right on the slope at whatever price range and whatever kind of skill level really that you're looking for. So mm-hmm. uh you're talking, you know, anywhere from hundred to $200 a night or something like that. You could go spend a few nights for six, $700 and, you know, and it's a really nice room. And then you got to talk, but like we said, this is a piecemeal type vacation. So you have to do that. And then you add on your ski rentals and your equipment rentals, your lift tickets and daily, uh, you know, slope tickets and things like that. Uh, so those, those where the whole package kind of starts adding up Mm-hmm. Um, and you really got to do all that math and add it to go up and say, all right, this is how much our total vacation package would be, you know, when you're comparing it to something like a, you know, a theme park vacation or something like that, that yeah. includes your entertainment part.
1: That kind of hit me so, when we were there because, um, yeah. I think we pay just over $700 for two days of skiing and rentals and everything. Right. And if you think about it, that's less than two days at a theme park. So that's I, true. I tried to yeah, kind of relate yeah. it that way. Um, but our whole trip which was three nights and four days i guess basically yeah with some food food and ski school rentals even snow chains i think we came out just under two thousand dollars yeah yeah so. and
0: yeah because if, if you and then that's the thing that think about it people when you're going when when people talk about going to the theme parks in disney and universal and think oh they're so expensive and and they are um but that includes that entertainment level You know, where here you're paying for skis and lift tickets and and equipment rental. But when you're going to those theme parks, you're paying like $100 per person per day just to get into a park. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And that that definitely adds up. So yeah, so this was cheaper. This was actually cheaper. When you go and you look at, you know, when you first look at, you know, the renting, you start adding up the equipment rentals and the lift tickets. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive. But it's really not. Because that's covering all of the stuff that you're doing, you know. That's Mm -hmm. covering your entertainment piece of your vacation, you know. Just don't eat at the lodge. Just don't eat at the lodge. (laughs) Bring Uh.
1: bring your own food.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it was one thing that killed me that we we ate at the lodge. And it killed me at one point that it was so expensive. And then when we drove into Banner Elk, it kind of killed me on another level. Because it's like, ah, this was here. Really
1: nice really nice <laughs> mill, was cheaper than it that. There's a really
0: nice mill yeah. that was accessible and it was cheaper than the mm-hmm. concession stand food we hate at. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just definitely something to keep in mind. And some people so, just to
1: mention too, there are other there are a lot of people that like to stay like more in the city limits of Banner Elk because they also have cabins yeah. and there actually there's a Best Western right there that I found that a lot of people stayed at if you just want a basic nice hotel. Um, and they would actually use that as kind of a base and they might ski sugar mountain and then go right down the road and ski beach mountain, which wasn't far or go to Appalachian, which was just a little bit farther or Asheville, you know, it was only like what, 45 minutes from the Biltmore area. Um, so you can kind of use that as a base as well if you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is just, it's just one of those vacations. It's very modular very flexible very piecemeal where you put the different pieces and elements together based on what you want to do i mean we knew that we were going to spend all we were going to do the skiing during the day uh we were going to spend a lot of time in the room hanging out after that we were going to cook some meals at night cook breakfast and hang out and play some games and build a fire and things like that so we wanted a room that accommodated that level of trip you know if you're if you're going up with uh, some friends and you know your 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 plan is to stay on the slope you know, sun up, sun down as much as you possibly can. And when you're not on the slope, maybe you're out at a restaurant, maybe something like the smaller, best Western bed in a box type room is fine mm-hmm. for what you're trying to do. Cause then you're going to save a little bit of money on your room and you're going to spend it more on the things that you're doing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just getting a gauge of what you want to do and what your plan is and what your experience, what experience you want to have. And then you build something around that. And it's it's totally doable. There's there's an option for everybody here, mm-hmm. so which makes it really great.
1: And if you are looking for a deal, so yeah. uh, late season skiing is coming up, and the month of March is late season skiing for Sugar Mountain. Oh, that's right. So they actually call it March Madness, March and Madness. everything is cheaper. Um, the I'm sure the condos and everything are cheaper too. Yes. But they like were. just to compare, when I was giving you the lift tickets. Let's see. Let me go back over there, actually. I was at rentals.
0: Because yeah, they listed, like, uh, the weekend rates and then the weekday rates and then the March Madness rates. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, this
1: is rentals right now. Yeah. So, like, for it was $26 for, like, the school ski, the full right. ski rental, it's only $20. Right. And then 27 on the weekend. Right. Um, and that's for an adult for a full day. Um, there, again, if you go over to ski school, it's $22 per lesson versus the um what was versus 29 so you're going to save money there and then the slope (coughs) tickets yeah i had to pull that back up because i'd gone (laughs) off that page so like monday through friday an adult could go for 35 dollars versus 46 or on the weekends 58 versus 77 and all those savings add up per person when you put them together oh so if you go in march you can actually (laughs) save quite a good bit of money that's probably the end of their skiing i think is is march If everything I read, um, from what I read, it looked like March kind of ended their skiing. But now, um, Breckenridge also has a lot of great, um, late season skiing. When we actually, when we went, we actually went in April, which is a great time to go because a lot of spring breakers come in March and their big ski months seem to be January, February, and March. So when you get into April, there's less people. And then they, they also have deals. Um, and then when you go to Colorado, of course, their late season goes a lot longer than North Carolina. <laughs> um, there again, it depends on the snow, but you know they said it can even go into May and even early June sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So April is a good, a good chance to go um, there. And I actually looked, since the kids loved it so much, I'm already thinking about taking them to Colorado in a year or two. <laughs> okay. So I was looking back at Breckenridge and Beaver Run, um, and they actually already have some deals. Like I think right now if you stayed at Beaver Run, depending on how many days you stayed, like if you stayed six nights, you get a sixty dollar gift certificate or something. Okay. So they were already kind of running some specials there. Um and if you want to learn more about Wreck and Ridge skiing, we did do an episode on that um on, on actually December eighth. So if you want to look back and listen to that episode, you can. Yeah. But I think all these resorts have late skiing options. So if you want to go I know it seems kind of crazy. We were talking about yeah. beaches last time. <laughs> you think beach <laughs> spring break, but if you want to ski spring break in the month of March, you can actually save some money. Oh,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. great skiing out there, even yes. during that time when you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going in the Rocky Mountains, you're still going to have some snow. <laughs> yeah, so. well, I was talking about
1: back to North Carolina yeah, here. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, if you're spring, you like our go. spring break is April. <coughs> so that would go in, that yeah. would fit in well with... um. With Colorado. You got options, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Depending on what you want to do,
1: but or if you're close enough, you can drive during March, during the month of March, over to Sugar Mountain. It doesn't even have to be, um, doesn't even have to be a yeah. spring break. If you can just drive over one weekend, like I said, get there early. <laughs> but you can take advantage of those, um, yeah. those March Madness rates.
0: And this is, you know, it's 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 in, it's late season because here in the South, I mean, that's during that time period. We don't know. Yeah, you don't know what it's going to be like. I mean, uh, th- like I said, they've got they've got uh, the ability to to manufacture snow. Still got to be cold enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know if it's if it's cold enough, they're going to be you know making the snow and it's going to be nice up there. But you just never know. We're, we're still in the south.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, even in North Carolina, you know, you have the op- the option where it might not be you know cold enough to do the snow. So that's why those get a little cheaper because you're getting on that kind of edge of their late season to where they're like, you know, we'll probably still have snow. It's probably still going to be cold enough, but you know, there's a slight mm-hmm. chance, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. If
1: you're looking for a deal though, just throwing it oh, yeah. out. Definitely.
0: I like yeah. a good deal. Yeah. So awesome. All right. What we got next, we're going to do news. some travel news, right? You got me mm-hmm. going first. Yes. All right. So I'm going to talk about, uh, Disney's, <laughs> Big announcement! I'm going to do air quotes so that nobody can see. <laughs> this week they t- announced some uh, information on their big 50th anniversary celebration coming uh, in October is when they're going to start. So that was kind of the part of the biggest part of their announcement was that it was going to start in October and it's going to run for 18 months, which is awesome. So they're celebrating their 50th anniversary in Walt Disney World and. We're still waiting for a lot of the, the big news because the extent of this announcement seemed to be that Mickey and Minnie were getting some new clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were going to do some really festive things on <laughs> the big icon points: the the castle, um, Spaceship Earth at Epcot, uh, Tower of Terror. Um, you know the big uh, the Tree of Life. Some you know in the different parts, features. they're going to do some projection features. Uh, their big focus seemed to be they were going they were, they're kind of wrapping everything around the iridescent. Coloring and as Disney does, it's spelling iridescent with ear at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, their costume the, the Mickey and Minnie costumes are this cool, iridescent kind of coloring. You know, Spaceship Earth is going to have this iridescent kind of shimmer to it. Uh, the castle will probably have. Iridescence in its with the lasers and nice mm-hmm. firefly type effects and different things. So, they're going to do some cool lighting effects on the Tree of Life, Cinderella's Castle, Spaceship Earth, uh t- Hollywood Tower of Terror, Hollywood Studios. You know, and and that's kind of the extent of what they announced in this one. I think the dates were the big part. The dates seem to be the big thing. Is it's going to be starting mm-hmm. October first, and it's going to run for eighteen months. So there's going to be a big year you know 18 month long celebration of this 50th anniversary which is great but we want to hear you know when the big parties when the big celebrations are happening when the rides are open and things mm-hmm. like that right that's what i want to hear, what I wanna hear wanna when hear.
1: tron's opening <clears throat> they're
0: building a tron coaster they're building a guardians of the galaxy coaster we're still waiting to hear official word on um the ratatouille ride right uh, mm-hmm. you know in, in in the france pavilion uh, the the Star Wars hotel, the Space 2020 restaurant. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're still kind of waiting on full details on and, and that we're kind of building. What, they announced all these things they are building leading up to the 50th anniversary, and we're still just kind of waiting um, to hear when they're opening, what we can expect. <laughs> so yeah. I was kind of hoping a little bit more of that information will be in this big announcement, but it wasn't. But it was enough to tease us and say, hey, some big stuff is coming. And hopefully we'll hear more about the other stuff pretty soon. So, it, you know, they, they've been building up to this 50th anniversary for a long time. So hopefully they're making some big plans that we're going to hear some more information about as we grow closer. And we'll share it with you as soon as we find out. Mm-hmm. But uh,
1: Now to go along with that announcement, they also recently um, released 2022 packages, which was did. really early for them. They usually don't release them this early. But I think that's just to give people time to yeah. plan. So in that 18-month-long celebration, if you want to come and you're into 2022, right. you can go ahead and start looking at those packages. Yeah. So if you're ready, you know, give us an email. Shoot us an email, yeah. and we'll help you look at those packages.
0: Yeah, they don't want to come out and say, hey, we're going to be celebrating in uh, 2022, but you can't book it yet. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've done that before, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> but mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've opened up 2022. I mean, there's it's, it's standard rates right now, but what – What's good about that is you can go ahead and make a booking, lock in some dates and, and locations and like where you want to stay and things like that. And then as we come up on there and they, and they release promotional packages and deals and offers, you can plug those into uh, reservations that you already have, mm-hmm. which is it's great that Disney does it that way. So uh, $200 basically is your deposit and that locks in a booking. And it is fully refundable up until, you know, 30 days prior to you traveling and final payment isn't due until 30 days prior to you traveling. So you have all the time, all the way up until a month before you leave to make adjustments to your package. So you can change to whatever new deal or promotion or discount comes out that is eligible for your booked package at any point and if you decide you can't make it you can always cancel and get a full refund at any any point up into that 30 days prior as well so it's you know they make it really flexible and really easy but they want to put this out there where people can book so far in advance because a lot of people want to go and they want to stay at a specific resort and they want to stay at a specific you know room type and things like that and those things get booked up and get gone quick And I think next year we're going to see even more of that. And who knows what capacity will be like, you know, even if they're back up to full capacity at all the different resorts. So the capacity level is another thing to take into consideration. So if you want something specific, Mm -hmm. the sooner you kind of lock something in and make sure that it's yours, and then you can always apply whatever promo comes up to it. Mm -hmm. But if you want something specific, you need to grab it while you can. Mm -hmm.
1: Disney is saying they're at 35% right now. Um,
0: Is that but is that park capacity or room capacity so that's probably uh, their park capacity i think
1: that's park capacity but but when I don't we're talking know.
0: rooms i mean they're they're probably not at a 100% capacity on rooms even um mm-hmm. in their resorts necessarily depending on how they're doing that mm-hmm. um just for spacing and stuff so um and even if they are it's just, there's just it's just one of those things where next year is going to be a year that people are going to want to go because all those things are opening and they're having the 50th anniversary so um those high demand resort locations are going to go fast. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are on the skyline, the ones that are on the, the monorail, you know, different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, They're going to go pretty quickly. So, Mm
1: Okay, so I've got one more short um, travel news, and that's just that Hong Kong Disneyland reopened. Um, This was their third time to reopen during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully this time they can stay open. Hopefully they won't have to shut down again. But they did reopen on February 19th, so it was last Friday when we were driving back from Sugar Mountain. Yeah, nice. And they are celebrating their 15th anniversary.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, really? anniversaries all around. All around. Awesome. So.
1: <laughs> and that's it for travel news. That it? All right, mm-hmm. cool. Well,
0: I think that was fun. Yeah. I miss being here. That was, I mean, I, I, it's nice taking a week off, but I kind of love doing this. So, mm-hmm. I hate when we miss a week, too. So, mm-hmm. welcome back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was a fun trip, if, you, if you're if you interested. Yeah. If you're interested in anything we talked about today with the uh, this snow this vacation, the ski vacation, um, yeah, definitely reach out. If you got any questions, you know we tried to cover as as in depth as we could about what we did and what we experienced. Um, but if you do still have any questions about any of it, about the the Sugar Mountain Ski Resort, uh, about how that works, about the the Sugar Ski and Country Club where we stayed, or about any of the other lodging opportunities around it, we would be happy to answer any questions. You can email us. You can leave us a message on uh, Facebook leave us a comment or anything like that. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you about anything. You know, we, we love talking travel. That's why we're here. So if you have got any questions, we would love to answer whatever we can and just talk more about you know what we love doing. So uh, please reach out and let us know if you got any of uh, those questions. If you want us to help you plan uh, your own family adventure, we'd be happy to do that as well. So you can always reach out to us. Emailing is the easiest way. You can email me at jason at lamblightadventures.com or
1: lacy at lamplightadventures.com
0: and and we and And that's (laughs) l-a-c-i (laughs)
1: l-a-c-i
0: yes definitely reach out and let us know uh and also if you enjoyed listening to the podcast we hope you did we hope you are continuing to uh, and we hope you will subscribe to the podcast and your favorite podcast platform and share it out with your friends and let them know that we're here and uh, talking about fun things and um, we just are glad you joined us, and uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Lacey, yeah, for
1: helping um, put it
0: all together. What, what do we got coming week, up? Next week,
1: we're going to go back to warmer weather. Oh, okay. Um, so this weekend, Volcano Bay is reopening at Universal, Yay. and that's probably our favorite water park. So we're going to get you ready for uh, Volcano Bay next week.
0: All right. Okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna mispronounce a lot more Hawaiian words next week. <laughs> oh that's true.
1: That is true. I didn't think about that. Oh yeah.
0: lovely. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. well thank you guys for joining us and listening to us and uh, until next week uh, I guess we're done. We'll see you next week on the next episode and you guys have a good week. Thanks. Goodbye okay, bye. bye.